circulating around the internet? All of the internets. We're on the Facebooks, we're on the Twitches, we're on the YouTubes, the Twitter. You can't stop us. You can't stop us we no matter are what you everywhere. want to do. Absolutely. Um, so, Amanda, how are you? I'm good. I'm good now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a busy day, and now we get to settle down. It's been a really busy day, fam. We get to settle down with the uh, video game equivalent of, like, a family gaming slow jam. Because we're just going to chill. Yeah. And we're yeah. Gonna, and so, first off, yeah. I want to welcome everybody to an, another episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. Linda is absent today. She told us about this last time. Um, her oldest son, uh, no, her middle son, has a concert tonight. So, he's, so Understandable. she, she was going to be absent. <clears throat> and I said, listen... This is one of the reasons why it's a good thing that all three of us are there, because if one can't, we just figure it out, right? We just um, move. Uh, exactly. And you and I, can we know how to do a podcast together, because we've doing it. We've been doing it for probably 100-some-odd episodes at this point. It's a long time. I think we've been doing this for a good three years, haven't we? Yeah, we've been doing this a long time. I think three years is probably correct. I so, think that sounds about right, yeah. Quite some time. So, um, today, it's video game day, but... I have a tabletop role-playing game thing to bring up during Around the Horn. So, um, housekeeping. I would encourage everybody that is watching. So, like, I'm not playing World of Warcraft right now. I'm just not. It's a podcast. Um, I promise you I'm not playing World of Warcraft. We're playing Um, World of Warcraft in our minds. I don't think we want no. me to do that. I'll get distracted. Um, no, okay, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Um, but I was playing World of Warcraft yesterday. But the housekeeping, uh, if you're watching this, listening to this, all of our shows and all of my streams um, pop up on uh, YouTube. So I encourage everybody to go to the YouTube channel, subscribe there, um, because then you get to see everything. Um, and you get to see it a little bit sooner than it might hit podcast, but also you can see World of Warcraft and mm-hmm. game demos because every Tuesday after uh, alternating with the podcast, I try a new game. This past week, um, I gave a shot to a uh, action RPG on Steam. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh no, you tell. Um, what the heck is it called? Something something Chronicles. Uh, let me get it. Let me get it. We're gonna do okay. this thing. Okay. I'm What's waiting. It called? It My is called Ayuden. It is called Ayuden Chronicles Rising. Okay. Um, yeah, I have that installed. I haven't played it yet. Is it a Amanda game? Should I immediately play it? Oh. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll talk about it in just a moment. So. Okay. Fair enough. Can, fair enough. Because I am going to talk about it during around the horn, but I encourage everybody if you want to see me play it. I played it about an hour, um, which was. A, a reasonable amount of time for a demo just to give people an idea of what it looks like um and uh, i encourage everybody to take a look and i'm gonna do another one next week um so we're gonna try a new game every week or every other week uh on the stream so now that we've done the housekeeping let's go around the horn amanda yes um i played iuden chronicles rising now you may ask tell me all about it so iuden chronicles is a game it's a jrpg that was uh, is being made by people who know how to make JRPGs. I would ma- I would name names and name studios. <clears throat> the reality is, it would mean something to literally me and Manda, because um, it's some deep cuts. But these are JRPG all stars coming together. They made this game. It was one of the most funded games on Kickstarter last year, um, or maybe the year before. 
times a flat circle. But uh, one of the stretch goals, as part of it, was that they would make like a prequel game. And that's what this is. So Iodin Chronicles Rising is a... Uh, it's set in the same world. It uses some of the same art assets, but instead of it being like a turn-based JRPG a la Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, etc., like those, that, that, that thing, this is a okay. 2D action role-playing game very similar to like the East games, um, you know, Act Tracer, you know, like that kind of stuff. So it's a side, okay. you know. So uh, it is a different style game. Um, you play okay. as... Uh, a young girl protagonist, and you're running around a world, side-scrolling, uh, completing quests, gathering materials, fighting monsters. Um, I played for about an hour. As you can imagine, an hour into an action role RPG is not a lot to like really grok all of the systems. However, um, I thought the combat was clean, the music was wonderful, um, and I thought the animations were pretty okay. So I think this is one of the... It's on Game Pass... Um, and it is relatively inexpensive everywhere else. Um, okay. That's I, where I downloaded it was Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, if you have Game Which Pass... Which continues to be the best, the best deal in gaming. Um, unless, uh, ex- except according to Kotaku, for whatever reason, this week. I don't want to talk guys. about that. I talked about that on my podcast. I don't want to talk about it here. This is for I, hype. This yeah, is this for is excitement. For yeah. This it's, is for exactly. hype. It, it's still a great value. Just, I, I guess some people are burned out. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, um, I think it is, if you have Game Pass and you are interested in action RPGs at all, I think it's worth a download and give it a half hour to see if you like what it feels like to jump around and swing weapons. Um, but yeah, I did in Chronicles Rising. It is, it is meant to be a prequel. We don't know okay. how related to the next game it's going to be, but we do know that it's in the same world. <laughs> so at the very least, it'll give you an idea of, I, I think especially if you know of Ayudin Chronicles and are waiting for that. There are plenty of people that backed it. Um, That's fair. I think this is one of those, you get to see kind of the world building in action while they're developing the actual RPG. Because the actual RPG is not coming out for a while. Um, Okay. Because, you know, it's a big old game. Um, But everything looks really pretty. So I I am a fan so far of Ayudin Chronicles Rising. I, I, I think... And unless something else pressing comes up before next Tuesday, I will probably play it again for like, oh, a, like cool. a part two. Because um, there really isn't a lot on the horizon for us uh, until uh, Mario uh, Soccer Strikers, you know. That's fair. You know, like we're in a drought, so you got to play the I'm game. I'm not yet. in a drought. I got lots of games to play. Well, okay. So speaking of which, do you have any games that you can talk about? Yes. Yes. Ooh. So I want to talk about Signs of the Sojourner for a second because Signs I've been talking about it okay. everywhere. Everywhere. I played it on stream very, very randomly last Friday okay. for Indie Friday. So for those of you that don't know, I stream on Twitch. <clears throat> Sorry. As Ready Player Mama. Um, and on Fridays is Indie Friday where we play indie games. It's a great way to showcase what's new and interesting in the world of indies. Go back, play some favorites, discover new indies. And Xbox Game Pass... I did the shuffle. I went and I said, all right, recommend me something to play. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that they recommended to me was Mass Effect. And I'm like, listen, this is not a Mass Effect stream. I love Mass Effect. But you got to be in a place to play Mass Effect. You also have to have many hours. That's what I mean. I have like negative hours right now because it's grad season. 
And that means that my whole life is completely swallowed by children things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I booted up Signs of the Sojourner. I had no idea what kind of game it was going to be. Because, I, I mean, I've heard of it, but I wasn't familiar with the conceit. Mm-hmm. So I get into it, and it's a deck building game. And I was like, okay, yeah, I like deck building games. It's pretty much okay. for you. Yeah, all right. It's a deck building game where you use cards to have conversations. Okay. And those conversations flourish into relationships so that you can bring goods back to your mom's store on the caravan route. And you can help others along the way achieve their goals through having conversations. Yeah, that sounds like an Amanda game. I was like, how did I not know this game existed? So I have put a lot of hours into this game because it's extremely replayable mm-hmm. because there are a, there are a bunch of different ways that things roll out sometimes you'll meet and you sometimes you'll meet people that you didn't meet on your first playthrough of the game sometimes you you will meet different people that you can have different kinds of conversations with or you can develop different kinds of relationships with mm-hmm. and the cool thing about signs of the sojourner is that it's very much that kind of social commentary about, you know, the ways in which we change over time. We're exposed to new ideas, new thoughts, new feelings, new kinds of humans to have conversations with. And when we come home, are we really the same? So it was was a really, really great game really well crafted the music is wonderful the mechanics are great and the ways in which the story can roll out completely differently each time mm-hmm. big fan uh it is also available on switch it's rated e10 yeah, plus I bought it on switch that's right oh you got it on switch oh no i played it on xbox game pass yeah, yeah, and immediately yeah. purchased it on switch yeah i mean this does this looks like a game that would be pretty good you know kind of hanging out you know hanging it's out a on the couch, really chilling. It's a super chill game. It's a super chill game. There are some deeply emotional moments in the game itself, mm-hmm. but I love it because it explores that. It explores, you know, themes around family, themes around, you know, what happens to towns when everybody leaves, what yeah. happens to regions when, you know, they encounter a disaster. How do we use our relationships to build each other up as well as building our communities? I dig that a lot. Um, it's cur- it's, it's gonna glorious. Be, it's going to be $20 on Switch, um, and I would presume everywhere else. Right now it's on sale. So if you're watching right now and that sounds like a jam and you got a Switch, go spend $14.99 and grab it. Um, it's rated E10+. Plus. Uh, it's the great. The descriptors. Alcohol and tobacco references, which means like you probably walk by it. You get you get wine. Um, oh, you, you get can wine. get yeah. wine on your route when you go to like the art town. Yeah. If you if you end up developing a relationship with yeah. one of the one of the okay. folks there, you can get wine. But the thing to get is the licorice. The licorice. Okay. I mean, I've I've started to get like really like when I see the alcohol and tobacco references like button. Um, or not button, uh, descriptor on ESRB stuff. Like a lot of times I just, like, I almost gloss over it because in a lot of cases, like, yeah, the stuff is there, but it's yeah. not like, that doesn't mean it's like a core element to the game. No. Like, it's an and item there's that like, you pick up or it's a bottle on a table. Exactly. Or, 
Yeah, and one of the characters that you encounter that's from your town of Bartow, um, he's a smoker. All right, you so know, he has, he has a, cigarette. a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, right. but so, they don't make a big deal about it. Like smoking is just a thing that happens every once in a while, but like it's not something that is a central yeah. piece of the actual yeah. game. So, anyway, Signs of the Sojourner, pick it up, play it, love it. You love deck building games. If you're really curious about how deck builders might be able to work in like a non-violent setting, because there's nothing violent about this game. It's it's extremely focused on family relationships and connections. Um, yeah, it sounds great to me. It really does sound cool. I like the art style too. Uh, so everybody that's watching, uh, Science of the Sojourner, definitely take a look at it. Um, I have a uh, tabletop role-playing game that I wanted to talk Ooh. about ever so briefly. Okay, um, tell me. So I love it um, when you're my hype man. I have you in my hands things? the playtest rulebook that is currently available for a uh, role-playing game that the full version is coming out next year, and that is the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game. Ooh. Um, so, how did you get your how did you get your paws on that? That's um, glorious. You can buy it on Amazon for ten bucks. That's how I got it. Okay, fair nothing enough. Fancy, fair nothing fancy. With that said, See, this was my, this was my way of being like Steve is a very important person that you should know. Oh, you thought he that gets, I. You no, that's I, what you I, thought that's I. That's where I thought we were going with this. You were trying to? No, 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 no. I bought it on Amazon for ten dollars. With that said, you might. Be All right, like, talk Why to me I about it. I think first off, um, a couple of people when I mentioned this, um, I was like, "Yeah, I bought the playtest book." Like my brother, he was like, "Why? Why not? Why would you buy a playtest book for an RPG?" And I was like, "You know what? Because number one, it was only ten dollars, which is not a lot, and for ten dollars, this is actually a really interesting read, even if you never intend to play the game." Um, because it does give you a pretty reasonable breakdown of the way the game is going to work. Um, and it actually, you know, it includes the different archetypes, which are the classes. Um, and it actually has like, uh, like skill trees and power descriptions. And it also has, uh, stat blocks for, uh, heroes such as Storm and Miles Morales, and Thor, and Wolverine, etc. And it even has a little yeah. adventure in the back. So for $10, I think, it, for, for a role-playing game fan, um, especially if you just kind of wanted to get an idea, a taste of what the Marvel RPG is going to be like when it comes out without having to buy the full book next year, which is going to be expensive, right? Because that's core rulebooks for RPGs are, um, says the two households that, all, that both went all in on the Avatar one. Um, and like, and between our two households, it was like a car payment. Um, this is, uh, this is $10 to like really get into this. You know what I mean? Um, so here's, here's how this game works. Um, this is what I really like about it. It's a D6 based system. In fact, the system is called the 616 system. Oh, and so, that's fun. Um, I see after, what you did there, Marvel. Um, cause this is the multiverse role-playing game and so the idea is um when you are trying to take actions you take uh you roll three die um two of them need to be one color one of them needs to have uh be a different color from the others and that is the marvel die um it has a marvel lo the, the ones that they're going to sell are going to have a marvel logo instead of the one but you can of use course. anything with one. Of course. Um, basically if you it, what they have is they have basically super crits and super failures. So if you roll six oh. ones, so if you have six, if you roll six, one, six, that is a super 
crit, which means you succeeded in what you wanted to do and something else fantastic happens. Well, I love that. Which, for the record, I like for other games and may very well just have everyone roll a d6 with everything. And it's like if you crit and you roll a one, then it's not only great, but something really cool happens. But also, the opposite is true. Um, if you roll all, like, if you roll all ones, um, if you, like, if you, so it goes, there's a super crit. If you succeed, but you also roll on the marble, um, that helps you. And then, obviously, if you roll all ones, it is a fantastic failure, which means you not only failed, but something not great Fantastical. occurred. Yeah, something bad happens. So, um, I really, I kind of dig it, right? You're still taking the totals, adding them up, doing modifiers. It works very similarly to the Roll20 system. It's just instead of a D20 or D10s in other games, you're doing D6s, and it's really just for the flavor of 616. Um... I think, uh, and that's fine with me. I think that's great. Um, some of the skill bonuses. So, they um, one of the things that I really like is they really differentiate like skill in Dungeons and Dragons, for example. When they talk about skill checks, you you kind of have to skill check just about everything, right? Like they sure. Uh, just, uh, but in the Marvel, in this game, they really allow the storyteller or the dungeon master to really determine if it's something that the character might not automatically be able to. So, um, okay. and they take into account That's the fact very that some of run anarchy. Are, yeah, like, these guys are superhuman. Like, the Hulk should not have a problem lifting... Busting up, open a door? Busting open a door or lifting up a manhole cover or something like that, right? Whereas, you know, like, maybe, like, Black Widow might, right? Because she's a person. Sure. Um, and doesn't have super strength. She doesn't have super strength. Um, and so... You know, that type of thing, right? The idea of, although it's a bad example, she she would just blow it up. But No, it's true. No, she, she would, would. She would find a different way that's around fair. it. But, yeah, but that's the idea, right? That's the idea, right? Is that if characters are dealing with stuff that is not there, she, she shouldn't necessarily have any problem disguising her voice and being, you know, being subtle about it, right? Like, she should just do that automatically. That's her thing. Whereas the Hulk, sure. if he's trying to describe, just, you know, kind of hide himself, that's hard, you know? So yeah, Hulk's um, going to fail a lot of stealth tests. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so they really do bake into the system that your character, that we know who these characters are, um, assuming you are playing archetypal characters. Because one of sure. the things that's really interesting is um, it has stat blocks, and there will be stat blocks for all of our favorite heroes. Um, you know, there already are a bunch in here. They do a really good job of explaining the different classes um the or archetypes and then um but there are going to be more obviously released and then clearly the fan community will go crazy and it's not like if you just need to be like well listen i want to be omega red for whatever reason you just go on reddit or google it and someone on reddit will have made omega red oh for sure 100 so um i uh, i really dig it I think this is this has a lot of real potential. Fun fact: my mom has said she wants to play this game. I love your mom. I've never um, met her. I love her. Um, you should at some point. Um, because she's great. And when I was like, "Hey, Nana, check out this tabletop role playing game," she was like, "A Marvel game? Okay, I could get down with that." Um, because you know, so, and this is 
absolutely the case. Some people just dig different genres. My mom is a bigger MCU fan than anyone on Earth. Um, and uh, Who knew? So I didn't know that. Um, did I ever tell you about her Infinity Gem situation? What? No. Okay, so before Infinity War came out, this is Marvel related, so I'll tell this. This is a really funny story. So my mom, who is, you know, like, just, she's just, she's not visibly a, a dork, right? You couldn't, you can't identify her. You can me. That's going to be right? me. That's going to yes. be me when I get older and I'm like a grandma. But this I'm is a Nona. Different. Yeah, exactly. Um, So she, um, uh, she loves the MCU, loves it. Not as much as she loves the Avatar movies, by the way. She loves the Avatar movies. Okay. Um, but MCU is, like, her jam. She showed okay. me one day on her um, floral, uh, like, paper. What, is, what do you call that? Her uh, stationery. On her floral okay. stationery. You know, the stuff that she would normally write, like, shopping lists. She made a list of all six Infinity Stones... And went back and rewatched the MCU to figure out where, up to that point, to figure out where all the gems were. And made her own predictions on where she thought the ones that we didn't, hadn't seen yet were. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to be real. She predicted, and I can't even argue with it, she predicted that the Soul Stone was in Wakanda. Um, and you know what? That was as good a guess as anybody. Dang. I would put that up against any theory crafter, TikToker, anybody that wanted to predict where the Soul Stone was. I'd put that right up there as this is just as plausible as anything else anybody else said. So when I showed her a Marvel role-playing game where you could play as your favorite Marvel superheroes, um, she was all in. The one thing that I think is going to be a real challenge here is um, they instead of levels, you have ranks. And Yeah, that's not surprising to me that they handled it like that. And the different heroes have different ranks so for example like black panther is a rank 15 striker right um captain marvel is a rank 25 blaster right and it is not inconceivable to imagine plenty of game scenarios where the two of them would be perfectly fitting in the same like they, they would go on missions together it's black panther and captain marvel like, okay. um and so that is one of the commentary that I saw, you know, online and some of the discourse about this is, you know, trying to figure out how to balance. And they have some, they have a chapter in here. Well, it's not really a chapter, a couple pages in here talking about the dealing with different ranks and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I think ultimately that's going to come up to being a skilled storyteller, you know, how you handle it. That's fair. And, and also just accepting the fact that there are certain circumstances, even in the comics, where Captain Marvel is just going to blow everything up and Black Panther's going to chill in the back like, what's up? Like, he's not going to... He'd be cool as long as they won. Um, but that's different from, like, Dungeons & Dragons, where everything is pseudo-balanced, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't... This is... Uh, so I, I think this is going to be great fun. Um, we I will definitely be playing with this and... Um, I'm looking forward to the full book. So that is the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game. Like I said, it's on Amazon for $10. Um, I think this is, it's a very quick read. Um, and the art is very cool. I mean, there's some neat awesome. art. Here. So there's, there's lots of reasons to check this out. Um, and uh, there's rules in here to make your own superhero, too. Because you don't just have to use Love canon that. Marvel characters. You can make your own. Great. 
Um, I'll build my City of Heroes uh, character. The yeah, you absolutely could. Fist. I can't imagine that you couldn't. In fact, I yeah, maybe a little adjustment, but probably not. Oh, I'm sure. So, uh, did you play anything else you want to talk about? You got one more? Uh, or should what we move else? on to what else do I... No, I don't think so. I'm going to save my, my tabletop pick for... I'll save it for when Linda's back. She'll be very, For when very Linda's excited. back, because I, I actually did play a tabletop game, so... And it's very a restoration good. game. Ooh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you know which picture. one I'm talking about. But, but you also... But we also have to, like, spend a long time talking about it, because it's yeah. just that good. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with that. So, Not. um... Well, let's go to the news, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Take me through um, it. Today is all about licensed games, and I don't mean awesome. that like a cuss word. Remember how like there was We're not like a good about like the the years of THQ before it no. folded. We're not talking We're about those licensed games. We're talking about like new licensed games. We're talking about like a new era where licensed games all are either like I think I, I, I part of that is the licensed game drought ended with like Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> And people just forget that Batman is a license. I think we just all collectively just forgot. But forgot because Rocksteady did such a great job. Exactly, exactly. Right. So um, I'm not going to say that these are 10 out of 10 masterpieces. But what we have here is there's a company called Outright Games. Not Marvel Spider-Man, right? It's not Marvel Spider-Man. It's not. Um, Outright Games is a company. They uh, I communicate with them on the regular. Um, and I what I really like about them is... Um, their announcements tend to go completely uncovered by core games press. And instead, okay. their announcements are covered by mommy bloggers and toy YouTubers and stuff like that. Okay. Because all of their games are licensed games targeted at young kids. And so Engage Family Gaming is... We straddle the middle in that we do talk about serious games journalist e stuff, right? Um, because I have one, um, and because I purport to be one um, on an amateur level. Yeah, you level. do? So, Hello. But, but a lot of companies categorize us. They put us right, especially board game companies, they put us right alongside in the categories of, you know, mommy blogs and, and yeah. toy reviewers and stuff like that. So I kind of get to see both sides, and I absolutely love it. And over the last handful of years, one of my favorite things every summer um, is getting the announcements for the fall lineup for Outright Games. Um, even though I, I truly do not play a lot of them, but I really, I, I've got some respect for them. And people will remember last year, I was all in on the Peppa Pig adventure game. I remember this. And this is the same company, Outright Games. Um, these are serious, real game developers, right? We know you and I know this. There's no Obviously, such thing as a anyone that makes exactly anyone that makes games is a game developer. Exactly, it doesn't and matter what are, you're making. You're a developer. And these are folks that take this seriously. And yeah, they don't have massive AAA budgets, but what they do have is properties that they know kids really value, and they don't mess around with the resources they have. So you love to see it. Um, so I have five announcements for what I would call probably like double a games that are um, targeted directly at the younger set. Um, and so I'm just going to go through some of these announcements and we can talk about it. So the first one, and all of them are based on licensed game, you know, 
Netflix or Nickelodeon, etc. Toy brands. Okay. The first one is um, a 3D kind of like action platformer set in the DreamWorks Dragons Legends of the Nine Realms universe. So Dragons is the how wow. to train. It's the how to train your dragons universe. So this is a prequel yeah, yeah, yeah. set way back in the past. It's a network. It's a Netflix show um, about a bunch of dragons back in the day. And this is That's super cool. Kind of an action RPG. I mean, action RPG. Everything that I say is it's got light RPG elements, light platforming, etc. You play as so is it more like an action adventure? Yeah, kind of like that, where you're playing as right. the various characters from the show, including the previous, you know, the the one that's like the the, the black lightning one, but older. So it's toothless. You know, it's like toothless, only it's one of toothless's ancestors because this is set thousands of years in the past. right, right. Um, and I think this looks, this is one of those games that, especially if you have a younger kid who is super into either just dragons in general or the DreamWorks Dragon stuff, um, this is going to be one of those cool little you know single player action adventure games um, that is coming out this fall. All of these games are targeted to come out this fall, with the okay. exception of one. We'll get there. So that's the first one: DreamWorks Dragons: right. Legends of the Nine Realms. It is a like I said. 3D action platformer. Next, this is one I am actually going to play. I'm going to have them send this to me, and that's because I love me some kart racers. You know I love me some kart racers. Ooh, that is a big, that is a big yes. What, what children's property absolutely needed a kart racer right now? Oh my god, there's so many. Do you have a guess? How about Paw Patrol? Did you think Paw Patrol Ooh, needed a cart racer? Paw Patrol needed a cart racer. Um, yes. They don't have little trucks and stuff. Um, so this is called Paw Patrol Grand Prix. Um, oh my gosh. The thing that I like about this is, um, you know, first off, it looks cute. I mean, but they all look cute, right? But what of I really course. like about it is um, it's Paw Patrol Grand Prix. It's on just about everything. It's coming to Stadia. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it's coming to Stadia. <laughs> Um, get but, them stadium money, honey, because it's going they, away. I mean, sure, whatever. I mean, they get, they're putting it on everything. They put it on everything that will play a video game. Now, cool. Um, they'll sell like three copies. It'll be fine. Um, on Stadia, fine. you mean? This, yeah, yeah, on Stadia. No, this is gonna. This is assuming it is a seven. This will sell well. Um, a solid seven like would be it, great. Listen, a seven is like game of the year material for these kinds of things. Like, as oh far heck as yeah! So, because yeah. um, they're not because they, they don't have the budget to really compete with everything else. But huh. the thing that I really like about this is, and a lot of kart racers struggle with this, is accessibility. Because when you are oh young, yeah, big time. Um, you know the driving, the gas, the whatever. Um, they straight up in their announcement said, um that they have an auto gas and an auto steering mode. So literally, Oh, that's so great. If you want to give a kid the ability to just hold a controller and only control when they use their Paw Patrol mischief items, like their weapons, um, that's it. They can just control that. That's um, so fun. And they can turn on, you know, if they just want to steer, they can turn off the gas, whatever. They, much like Mario Kart 8. Which yeah, Mario um, Kart 8 Deluxe had a lot of those fantastic accessibility options for children. Exactly, and so the fact that that has been kind of and some people would argue that Mario Kart didn't need it, quote unquote. I think it adds to that eh, experience. They definitely it, did. It did because it was it, important. Because like if you think back to what Mario Kart was when we were young, 
you know, back in the back in the nineties on the Super it Nintendo. Hard. It was hard. It was hard it's to learn how to play that game when you were a kid. It's definitely absolutely. With that said, if if I were put if I were to be shown Mario Kart and a Paw Patrol game and had to guess which one was going to get the the accessibility options first, I would have assumed that it would have been the Paw Patrol game, right? The fact yeah, that they both fair. do is awesome. So that's Paw Patrol Grand Prix. Obviously, that is coming out later on this year. Most of these games also they didn't give us price points through the announcements, but historically, I'm sure they'll be thirty bucks and under. How, uh, historically, outright games, published games, have been in the budget title range. Now I want to talk about one that I am truthfully not very excited about, but I wanted to hear okay. your take on it. I'm listening. What if I told you that they were not... What if I told you mm-hmm. that outright games was publishing an LOL doll surprise game? Called LOL Surprise BBs Born to Travel. What if I told I'd you? I'd probably run in the other direction, to be honest. I don't like the LOL dolls. And honestly, Vivian doesn't play with dolls, so what do I know? Um, now, I do know that uh, Mega Mom's kids do col- you know, kind of collect them, play with them, etc. Um, and I want to know Mega Mom's take on this. Well, Mega Mom is freaking out in the chat a little bit. Um, they're making a game based on this. Now, it's an overcooked clone. Oh, weird. Is, so like on the one hand, it's like, okay, cool. Like it's just a, okay, maybe I love it's like, overcooked. So it's an overcooked clone where basically what you are doing is building surprise. Cause the, the LOL dolls, they come in the little surprise spheres where you open them up and it's got like a doll and like some accessories or whatever. You're building sure. those so you're so it'll be somebody will come up to the to the to the window and be like okay i need these boots and these pants and this hat and you've got to like assemble it and otherwise the assembly line is breaking and it's doing all the normal overcooked stuff um okay so yeah megamon said uh in the chat that the dolls are not for her but that her youngest will love anything to do with them um I mean, they are, I mean, my daughter likes them too. Um, like, they're cute. Yeah, Vivi never, Vivi finds uh, dolls creepy. I mean, some people don't, some, listen, everybody, everybody's got a thing. Um, everybody's different, everybody's different. Vivian likes bug snacks, which, snacks. I'm not going to lie to you, pretty creepy. Bug snacks. Is Even though weird. I love them. Bug snacks are awesome, and I love bug snacks, but bug snacks are freaking weird. Um, they're, so- they're super weird. So this is coming out later on this year. Um, I am very, I will admit that when I think of a game that Matt, like when I think of like a franchise and like what matches it, I don't necessarily think of Overcooked matching with this. However, um, I think it's a neat idea. Um, And, um, you know, it should be interesting. Um, this is going to be a multiplayer-centric game. With that said, it's going to be very stressful. And be prepared to uh, watch a couple YouTube videos before you buy this one. Okay. And you can get a heads up by watching YouTube videos of Overcooked and decide whether or not you want that kind of chaos in your life. It's, you know, honestly, Overcooked is one of those things where you either love it or you hate it. There's no in-between. You can't be, like, <laughs> lukewarm on Overcooked. Yeah. It stresses me out. 
And that's um, fair. It's stressful. Um, I have an issue where when I'm playing games, I can do like three things at once. Okay. Tops. Okay. If you ask me to do four things at once, what's going to happen is one of those buttons is going to short circuit at any given time. And, it, and okay. I accept. Fair enough. And I accept that that means occasionally I will die. Sometimes if you're on easy, you just get away with it. Maybe you have enough health to get past it or whatever. Um, if you give me a fifth thing to do, none of that's them happen. That's it. That's it, man. Um, it's like the, why I don't do mythic raids in World of Warcraft because they ask you to do five things at once. And I'm like, nope. Can't Game do over, it. man. Game over. Game over. Can't do it. Um, so anyway, um, that's, what's ha- that's what's up with the LOL surprise. Two more quick ones. Next okay. one. Um, have you heard of Star Trek Prodigy? No. How have I not heard of a Star Trek game? So Star Trek, well, first off, Star Trek Prodigy is a Nickelodeon cartoon set in the Star Trek universe about a group of younger. Oh, hold on a second. I thought it was, I thought that was on Paramount Plus. I might be. I think I might have started watching it. It's by Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. I watched the first episode with Vivian. Yeah, so it's a Star, so it's on Paramount Plus. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon, Star Trek Prodigy. It's about kids in the Star Trek universe, like alien kids. And they're like a group of exceptional young, you know, adventurers, not quite in Starfleet, whatever, led by Admiral Catherine Janeway. <laughs> um, and uh, who does the voice acting, by the way. She um, does. And so, which is awesome and guess who guess what else she does the voice acting in the video game also because star trek vo- very cool Supernova, um is outright games on uh, that's coming out this fall this that is be fun a, this is like a multiplayer you know kind of top down well isometric slash top down like cooperative shooter where you're you know sure. running around doing some puzzles switching characters around because different people have different skills um, doing Star Trek stuff, doing things um, that you do in Star Trek. I, you know, it's a. This is one of those, you know, lots of pick up and move the block puzzles, lots of you know, opening up gates and finding keys and shooting some cartoony monsters. Look, uh, I, I said that, and it makes it sound like I'm being super reductive, but I'm really not. I'm just describing a game that I want to play. Yes, like, I, I would really also love, like to play this game now. Um, so that is Star Trek Prodigy. If you haven't heard of Star Trek Prodigy, um, it's on Paramount Plus, um, and I believe the whole season, the whole first season, is available now. So you could buy it for a month, watch it, and then cancel. Um, which, by the way, is the totally acceptable way to use subscription services. Um, if you don't, if you're done watching the stuff, you can you can cancel it. I just I just want to make that very clear to people. Um, I don't know why. Some people just assume that it's like, it's it's not like, it's a product. You can buy it. You don't have to stay subscribed forever. I've had some people give me attitude uh, on the internet because I have advocated, oh, well, like, you know, sign up for game, you know, it's like if there's nothing that you want to play on Game Pass, it's cool to cancel. Like, you know, it's, if you I mean, don't need to, if all you want to do on Apple TV, it, it is the best deal in gaming. But if, the, if you're done, if you don't want to play anything. Then if you don't want to play any more indies, I mean, that's fine. Buy a sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, for real. You know, buy a burrito. Um, but Or, like, if all you want to do is watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV, 
even though Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV is very good right now. It's a David Attenborough. Um, I've heard. It's very good. I watched the first two episodes today. It's very good. But um, There are two things that I really like in this world. David Attenborough and dinosaurs. Well, it's a David Attenborough documentary about dinosaurs. So, that sounds like, great, man. I'm going to go do it. If all you want is Ted Lasso, then just wait until Ted Lasso comes out to buy Apple TV+. Plus, right? That's fine. So, um, so the last thing I want to talk about, and we got a tease, no actual game announcement, but Outright Games did reveal that they are making a DC Justice League video game um, that will be coming out uh, sometime next year. And okay. I'm going to share my screen because the art on this is absolutely worth showing. So hold on. I think I can just... I'm going to do this. I'm just going to make a display capture. There we go, everybody. Um, it is uh, these super cute Justice League characters, and it's got Cyborg and the Flash and Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, the Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Um, and uh, it looks super cute. And I mean, if you if you're into it, then you're into it. If you're not, then cool. Um, so that is all the announcements from Outright Games. What do you think? I mean, that's, that, that's fantastic. A, that's a pretty good set. And what I really love is like at the end of their their showcase, right? Like at the end of their showcase, they show like a bunch of reactions, like reaction, like the reaction videos. And we've seen reaction videos included as part of like promotional packages for like the you know the Xbox showcase and so on. And it's just sure. a bunch of YouTubers maybe screaming a little bit more than they probably would if they were not on camera you know like it's not it's not necessarily super genuine like how many grown people would like freak out because sora appeared on a smash trailer and like break things i don't know some yes but everyone probably not but this was a lot of children watching and playing these games and seeing their genuine heartfelt joy at playing all sorts of stuff um and so i absolutely loved it it sounds and, really interesting. Like there's me. some. Don't come at me, Sora fans. You know I love Kingdom Hearts, but come on. It's come true. On. Anyway. No breaking things. Yeah. Don't break things. Stuff. Breaking things is bad. Honestly, because it's a mess, and then you end up having to clean it up. And do you honestly want to clean up messes? Because God knows I don't. Yeah, so it sounds I really interesting. I I mean, like, listen, I. I love the idea of a Paw Patrol kart racer. I'm not gonna lie to you. That sounds really cool yeah and that's a great introduction for children to get into kart racing and then they move on to you know they move on to mario kart 8 deluxe and you know especially with all the new maps coming out yep. that's a that's a game that's going to have a ton of staying power you know but r.i.p mario kart 9 what are you gonna do i mean well mario kart 9 was mario kart world tour well it, the, we're gonna yeah. get mario kart 10 I mean, let's yeah. be real. Okay, we're, fair. No, that's fair. You're it's fair. We're gonna fair. get a Mario Kart 10. We're going to. It's in development. They're giving us all these maps now to get people to leave them alone. This is this Guys, is Guys, stop bugging us. Can you leave us alone? For real. Stop bugging maps. us. Here's new maps. God. Um anyway, <laughs> can we just have that be our our depressed game developer voices? Stop it. That'll be our thing. Guys, okay. Phone. Um, okay, so um, let's talk about another licensed game. Me those um, tots, Napoleon. <laughs> God. Uh, 
Oh man, did that just happen? Just, it happened. Um, it happened. Get into it. Oh, thank you, Mega Mom, for subscribing. Appreciate that. Um, long time, easily one of the biggest EFG super fans in history. Um, she would defend us in gladi- gladiatorial combat. I am certain. So I'm honestly, I defend Mega Mom in gladiatorial combat. Oh, well, that goes without saying. The two of us would throw down if need. I would. Um, but. I would. Um, but, and in fact... I, I would so, wreck yeah, a fool. There'd be... Um, so anyway, let's talk about Marvel Snap that was announced this week. Um, yeah, could you, like, talk to me about this? Because I legit have no idea. I heard nothing. Yo, Mind you, I've so, been mostly off the internet because I've been working. Yeah, you've been, doing, you've been doing stuff. You've been working. You've been, um, you know, dealing with end-of-year stuff for all your kiddos. I get it. Brad um, season's Marvel, killing me. Marvel Snap is a Marvel like no, it's not like Pokemon Snap. Although that would be awesome. Could you imagine? I'm not gonna lie to you, I would be super into that. Um, no, Marvel Snap. I don't know why they call it Snap. Well, It'd be, sure it would be it would be Marvel Paparazzi though. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's Marvel Snap like Thanos Snap, but Marvel Snap is a free to play, uh, digital collectible card game. Cute. So it's like Hearthstone ish. Um, it is, uh, so here's how this game works. You build 12 okay. card decks. All of the cards are heroes, all of, and villains. Okay. And, and, uh, you, the idea is it plays very similarly, I think, to Smash Up in that there are three territories on the board. Hi, buddy. Um, three territories on the board. And what you and your opponent are doing are competing to play, uh, to play your heroes and villains down to try okay. to capture two of the three territories on the ground, and the different cards okay. combo with each other to combat. That does and, sound very interesting. Extra factoid, and this is something that um, because they uh, one of the things they talked about in their reveal trailer is that they um, they looked at other card games on the market. That would be like Hearthstone, Artifact when it was still a thing, the League of Legends card game, Magic the Gathering Arena, Yu-Gi-Oh! Online, Legend of Runeterra, wasn't it? Legend of Runeterra, which is still around, by the way. Oh, yeah, people Riot still play can, it. Because Riot can do whatever they want, because League of Legends proper makes up a trillion dollars, so they could have lost leaders all over the place. Um, their new fighting, the, the Riot Games fighting game is going to take over the world, I think. It looks real good. But, um... I might start playing Valorant. Yo, Valorant, also real good. Um, my, uh, middle son has asked if he could play Valorant this summer. Um, oh. I didn't say no. I didn't say no. I just, I, he just asked. I was like, I guess. Fair enough. Know. Um, but anyway, um, like, I let him play Overwatch, so, like... Valorant is basically, you know, like if you, it, it's as inoffensive. Maybe it's less so. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends. Depends. Uh, we'd have to look at the charts. Um, anyway, um, that was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. Oh, yeah, but it's a deep cut that I understood. If you don't get the joke I just made, don't Google Don't worry it. about it. You don't want to know. So, Marvel Snap, the one it. thing that they found was a universal complaint across Magic the Gathering Arena, Hearthstone, etc is players stalling out because of having to take turns and having to wait for your opponent. So you know what they do? Um, you both play simultaneously. And gameplay is balanced under the assumption that you're just playing through your 12 cards, putting stuff out. Um, and, you know, I think that is such a good feature because the idea is 
if your opponent stalls out or they're not playing or whatever, okay. then you just win, right? Because you're playing. Nice. So you don't, I mean, I'm sure that there is some, you know, like, I'm sure that they make it so that just being on a really good internet connection doesn't mean you auto win games. Like, I'm sure there's some kind of a delay while you're capturing the region. I don't know. They didn't explain it in great detail. I'm sure they have managed to make it real time where you're not taking turns, but also not stupid. Because it would Eric. be kind of dumb if I could just jack my computer in and then go um, and some play against somebody on their phone on a bus and just wreck them because I'm on, because that's the other piece is it's both mobile and PC crossplay from the get go, which I think is really cool. Um, they they talk a lot about one of the key features of this game is going to be the art on the various cards. Um, mm-hmm. All the heroes are going to be represented by cool collections of art from different artists within marvel without marvel um and they're gonna have they're really focusing on like the style um i'm just here to say that i want to make a 12 card vision deck and um none of you can stop me um we don't know when it's coming out it's it should be uh there's gonna be a beta when did they say um let's see um initially it's it's gonna launch it's gonna launch with 150 characters Oh, across wow. the whole eighty, uh, from across the whole license, um, it's from Newverse, which is you know they work on mobile, they work on mobile games straight up. Okay. Um, but, Very cool. Um, let's see here. There is a limited edition closed beta on Android devices that you can register for, but um, it's launching later this year. So um, I think this looks really cool. There is. Let me get the. Um, I'm gonna get the the video and put it in the chat for people. Yeah, I think this is one of those Wait. games that um, you know, this is not going to be for everybody, but I definitely think that there's going to there's definitely an audience for this. Um, I'm certainly going to try it out. This might be one of those games that sneaks in on a new game Tuesday. Um, and who knows, it could turn into the it could be my, you know, it could be like a big deal. I don't know. Um, I they didn't say a lot about monetization, but my guess is that it's going to function similarly to other collectible card games on the market. There will be a way to play it. You know, there will be that yeah, Jevador, <laughs> this has my attention. That's about as, I get it. <laughs> Listen, I get it. It had mine too. I couldn't, I was so glad that, uh, that my mom was on the show and I was going to bring it up. Um, I think it's awesome looking. Um, I I lo- think, that sounds really cool. Oh, she fired the Jevador flare gun. Thank you, <laughs> Mega Mom. Um, I think it's great. Right? This is exactly what... Yeah, it uh, sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It could be terrible. But I think what I think is probably going to happen is it's probably going to be fine at worst. You know what? I am leaving... I'm leaving room. I'm leaving room to always be wrong about when games kind of look like this could be middling, could also be fabulous. I'm just going to leave room for it to be whatever it's going to be. And if it sucks, it sucks. I think that I don't think it will be bad. That's what I think. Just from looking at it, just the idea of it, the way that it's, you know, the developers, the way that, you know, what I have seen so far, I think that at the absolute nightmare, it's going to be fine and hardcore Marvel fans will like it. Um, Fair enough. But I also think it has the entire possibility to take over the freaking world. Marvel has never been bigger. Um, I mean, give us, give, give us the mighty Thor, Jane Foster. Uh, give us a Jane Foster mighty Thor card. And, you know, that's all I need. That's um, fair. That's fair. Like, um, let's see here. 
Yeah, so Jevador in the chat saying, I'm like two and a half years into uh, MSF, that's Marvel Strike Force, I'm guessing. So if it's a collecting Marvel stuff game, I'm the, the right demographic. No, no, no. The, the marketing lasers, your Facebook is going to be all over ads for this game. Like, they have got you. So be ready. Um, be ready uh, for the ads for this game. So um, I wanna, I'm going to share my screen again because uh, I want to show one more thing. Um, there are supposed to be villains in there also. I definitely know there are going to be villains. Um, so, yeah, but like, I, I definitely know they revealed like a Galactus card and like, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, man. Uh, but I saw a bunch of villains like in the trailer. That oh, much I nice. Know. So they're in there. They're Very in there. cool. Um, so I'm just going to share my screen a little bit just because I want to show some people. Um, I, just, I can't not show this this is just too freaking cute um we got an announcement about an a an aloy nendoroid figure oh man just, i'm excited about that i know nendoroids are, real, nendoroids are real expensive They're, nendos are very it. expensive but but you you kind of like you kind of get what you pay for um they are really cool this is i think the cutest nendoroid they've ever made um and you know what i like about it they come with a bunch of different faces and different ways to pose them um this is my personal favorite pose because he kind of reminds me of my daughter um because she would make that face um no one can see me but i'm like making that face right now yep she's definitely making the <laughs> face um i absolutely so this is i mean I, that's I'm, so I cool for legal purposes <laughs> i can't say that i have pre-ordered already um, and by legal purposes, I mean, I just don't want to tell my wife that I pre-ordered it already. No, that's like, fair. I, I get you, buddy. I get you. See, I'll do it again. But maybe, <laughs> but maybe I did. Maybe you did. Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So, um, maybe I did. Um, I mean, I must, I mean, I must have it. Um, I get, all right, cutest Nendoroid is rule. Um, sir, that is your bias speaking. Um, because you are the biggest Mega Man fan on earth. Maybe in the entire multiverse, I think. That um, might be fair. I think you are such a fan of Mega Man that you are like the equivalent of like a Mega Man Nexus being. Like you are the Me Mega Man fan throughout the entire multiverse. Um, speaking of multiverses, let's talk about multiverses. Oh yeah, let's do talk about that. Let so us when, do. When this got leaked... Yeah, she's just... so cute. She's so cute. I Have just seen... love her. So this hoodie that she is wearing behind me is a massive, like oversized, um, like fleece lined um baby Yoda hoodie. So you're that... gonna send me the link to that, right? It was at Costco. Um Oh, it was you found it at Costco. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um I'll just go to Costco and... then. It's fine. I got one so, nearby. Um and it's it's so big. It. It's so big that like I could wear it, but it's like meant for a nine-year-old, so it's like a blanket. And so, literally, awesome. the second she gets home from school, she throws that on and lives in it. And what's funny is like the hood is so huge that when she holds her phone, she doesn't have a phone; she has an iPod Touch. But like when she holds, but we call it her phone because whatever. She'll because it functions it. like a phone at home. It it really does because um, all her friends have Skype. How weird is that? What? Um, she has. I have okay. all the questions. So to talk about that briefly, and because I think Some it's actually kind of interesting. Um, 
is so she has um she's not on Discord, um but she has Facebook Kids. Yeah, so Vivi and Gabe both do too. And she uses that to talk to like a bunch of her friends. But then she has another yeah, yeah, group who um one of their uh like this a friend from school, her cousin is in California and her okay. cousin's mom doesn't use Facebook. So like That's if you fair. don't have a parent on Facebook, then Facebook Messenger is off limits. So they use Skype. Okay. And so like I was looking at it, I'm like, why are you on Skype? I looked at it, I'm like, why are you on Skype? Now the only problem with Skype is you you use usernames as opposed to real names. It's one of the things that I like about Facebook Messenger kids is that you know who they are. Yes. Um and like you know who like who are you and what does your daddy do? Like it's like yeah. that kindergarten cop movie. It's like, oh Absolutely. we can figure this who out. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who's your daddy? What does he do? Like we can figure that out. And so with I'm there's so annoyed this, that I know right, that. I mean, it was, it was that movie's a classic. Um and great. So um, she was, I was looking at it, looking at the chat and there's just, um, I recognize her name, like her nicknames, because that's her username. Um, mm-hmm. And I see what they're calling her in the chat and it all makes sense. And then I recognize her other friend and I get that. And then there's this other random person. I'm like, who is that? She's like, oh, it's just somebody my friend knows. And I was like, whoa, whoa. We had to have like a minute where I was like, okay, like, I could you find out from your friend who that person is? Like, can they tell me their name? Because if they can tell me their name, Big then I'm kind of cool. Big mood. But, like, if it's just some random person, like, that's kind of not cool. And it turns out that it that it was her friend from school's cousin from California. And Got it. she uses Skype because ma- her mom and dad don't use Facebook. And then I was like, oh, everything is so – and I was like, all you had to do is tell me that. I just needed to know that this was not just some stranger that you met in a Minecraft lobby. You know? Like, but – Problem solved. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, multiverses, let's talk about multiverses. When this game was leaked, I thought it was a lie. I was absolutely convinced that there was no way that this game was happening. It is a tag team Smash Brothers clone featuring Warner Brothers licensed characters with a lineup from the launch that included Warner Brothers superheroes like Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, but also Finn the Human and Jake the Dog, Steven Universe, Shaggy, including his Hyper Instinct meme form, which is clearly something he's never done in any of his comics. Or not comics, he's done in the comics, but never in any of his cartoons. But apparently he goes Super Saiyan and rip his shirt off and fight Superman, because of course he can. But also Arya Stark. Arya Stark. Of Game of Thrones fan, you know, the the, yep. the the young lady who killed a man's son and baked it into a pie and fed it to a guy. Yeah. She's in this family-friendly fighting game. Oh, don't worry about it. Also joined by Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny. So, don't worry about it. So um, I thought this was a complete lie. I was like, there's no way they're doing this. And then they launched it, and I was like, what? Um, and the You're tagline. Like, uh, what? Are you sure? The tagline for this game, Unlikely Allies, Dynamic Duos, is so perfect. Um, so I have not played it yet. There was a closed beta. I didn't get it. I, I applied. I didn't get into it. You've wa- But we've both watched some on stream. Oh, yeah. I've watched um, a lot of streaming around multiverses. This looks good. It what looks do you think? Real good. It. I mean, like, I... I'm not always, I don't love Smash alikes because I don't love Smash, mainly because I'm terrible at it. 
and I've been ruthlessly punished in game for being terrible at Smash. So I mean, girl, same, same. Can we I be mean, tag team partners in both places? Yeah, no, we'll do that because it's the only way we'll win anything. Yeah. We'll rely <laughs> we on our communication, our terrible powers, mm -hmm. and be like marginally better together. It's just those games are just, I'm just not very good at them. I don't know why I'm not very good at them, but I'm just not very good at them. So when yeah. I saw this and I saw some of the gameplay around it, I was like, I mean, it's a licensed brawler. How great is it going to be? It looks fantastic. And the gameplay is fluid. The graphics are gorgeous. But the most important thing to me as a fan of a lot of these, you know, different kinds of, different kinds of fandoms the barks are great. They sound like the characters they're representing, which is not something that I can say about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawler, where there aren't any barks. Correct. Um, I'm putting like, the, look uh, at this. I'm putting the art up on the screen, so you're not going to be able to see myself and um, uh, Amanda, but um, actually you can. Hold on. Let me, let me like be smart about this, because I am smart and know how to do this. Um... So, yeah, look at this. This looks amazing. And it you, looks know what so this reminds, you know what this reminds me of in a very is, is Disney Infinity in that what oh, they did is they created like an art style that really kind of merges these very All of different them. things. Like you shouldn't be able to say this is here we go. We got Shaggy going Ultra Instinct and um, I'm uh, about and, to fight uh, Arya. And she's about to fight. He's about to fight Arya Stark and they fit together. And apparently and apparently punch Bugs Bunny in the face. Well, I mean, of course. Um, yeah, okay, in the chat, is. Steve has definitely played against our family in Smash and suffered for it. Absolutely true. And then here we got Garnet just rolling I out. I love like, Garnet. Garnet's amazing. Um, so, um, did you make it to... Have you seen this video before? No, I haven't seen oh, this video before. Oh, wait until before. you get to the end. This is great. So, Tasmanian Devil with Harley Quinn. What's up, arguably, Taz? Uh, Taz and Harley Quinn... Um, uh, that's the greatest me... because if you know anything about Harley Quinn, you know how much she loves her hyenas. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean it's a show me, uh, show me a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Actually, you'll see another more iconic duo later on in the in this uh, trailer, and you're gonna be like, whoa. Um, so I'm gonna move us. I can't because it'll ruin everything else. I'm blocking. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. So th this is one of those things where I am uh, really excited to see where this goes knowing that this is not the only the, the whole roster i mean this video actually revealed some more characters from later uh they revealed velma and also that's superman but wait until we see who shows up next to him which is amazing okay i'm i'm ready my body's ready um, what what the iron giant well of course which is extra funny because if you think about it you know the iron giant loves him some superman that is also an op team up and i am not fighting no Superman and the Iron Giant. No. So we're gonna pause this no. real quick because oh, you can't really see it very well. Um, well, here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna move it up. So this is all the characters that have been currently announced. Just hide us. Multiverses. So from left to right, we have Jake the Dog, Tasmanian Devil, Velma, Harley Quinn, Tom and Jerry, Wonder Woman, Garnet, Superman, Batman, Bugs Bunny, Iron Giant, Arya Stark shaggy steven universe finn and i don't know what that green dog apparently that green thing. dog is an oc um okay all right 
So, uh, great. Which makes it even scarier to think about how all the stuff they can put in here. Because, um, now they can just make stuff up. Um, I did, my sons and I, we were in the living room, um, you know, just when this trailer came out, yakking about it, right? And, um, let me, we'll go ahead and hide this, because, you know, and we were, t- we were yakking about it because it was like, well, what else could they put in there, right? Sure. And going in to look, about, look at it, and we got to think about other properties that Warner Brothers owns. There's a lot. Not only do they, you have to think about the, what all of these characters kind of imply, right? Like, we know because of Adventure Time and Steven Universe, that gives them Cartoon Network, which is a lot. It's infinite. It's a, it feels almost infinite. Um, the Looney Tunes gives them, mm-hmm. like, admittedly, the Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry is obviously not a Looney Tune, but, like, since they have that era across a number of different but companies. But also Tiny Tunes. But also Tiny Tunes, um, which is insane. Animaniacs. Um, and it gives them Animaniacs, which is a given. And Pinky and the Brain. And Yeah, oh, man. Brain. They have Pinky so much. Brain. They have so much. Um, We also have, and I will mention it for sake of completion, we don't have to talk about much for, further, that does mean they have Harry Potter. They also have Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, that could be very interesting. So, um, I mean, the, the, the DC superheroes, um, like even if they just stick with, like, the core Justice League that people know about, like, we know that we can assume that we'll get the Flash and we'll get Green Lantern. Um, but here's what's really interesting. Um, <laughs> Arya Stark. Sure. Means that that means they have HBO stuff. Now, I, myself... Which means my, Sesame Street. Which does mean Sesame Street. Um, but... Uh, Mega Mom saying she's hoping for a Tim Drake Robin because of course That's she's fair. hoping for a Tim Drake Robin. Um, Jevador said that Gandalf was shown in early footage but has since disappeared. Um, that they are trying to get original voice actors, so getting Ian McKellen to be Gandalf could be tough. Um, but um, HBO, I did see, and I would love this. Um, there was a petition to get John Oliver in the game. <laughs> Um, which let's be honest, that's um, really great. I saw another one for Tony Soprano, but I just don't know. And no. I saw one for Tony. Well, here's the issue. Here's the issue, though. Um, I would have said Tony Soprano doesn't fit because you can't put Tony Soprano in here. Arya Stark is cold blooded. She's I mean, a hero. That's true. But so um, I don't. That's what's so wild is that I know. I know. Very- reaching i know in my heart of hearts that they wouldn't put um tony soprano into this game however i don't know with the core of my being (laughs) that they would not put tony soprano in here because they can kind of do whatever they want um i do think that the harry potter stuff is inevitable this is warner brothers this is their property i think that's inevitable um people can choose to play them as they want uh but ignore them uh, but like gimli (laughs) You know, like, I, Gimli and, like, if you think about, like, like... Name a more iconic duo than Gimli and Legolas. I'll, I'll wait. wait. Exactly. Well, especially, and this is my theory, as they release this game and as they get more DLC, etc., I think that they would be revealing the characters in pairs. Oh, for sure. I would because imagine it's a tag Because this is designed as a tag team fighting game. But, like, check it out. 
we could sit here and speculate literally all night. I know. That's what's so fun and wild about this. So um, the next time we're going to see real footage of this game, and the next time you and I will be able to talk about it in great detail, will be... Because when we have it. No. No? No. Not when we have it? No. We have more data uh, because there is going to be a multiverses tournament at EVO this year. Oh, dip. Okay, well, I'll have to watch that. With a $100,000 prize pool. Now, that may not seem like a lot of money, but it is a lot of money. That's an enormous amount of money. For universe, is that not a lot of money? Well, I mean, for, like, esports prizes, $100,000 is like... But for an unreleased video game, that's a big chunk of their marketing budget. That's a... Yeah. Um, And it also means That's really big for them especially in a year when smash will not be represented at evo in any form i still don't understand that i don't understand that oh it's a stupid decision Um, it's so silly um for multiverses to come in and be like hey smash you don't want to be there check us out we're going to be here not only are we going to do it but we're going to support it with its own separate tournament prize and we're going to fund it that sounds awesome to me um, so we're going to find out at Evo, which is, which is very soon, relatively. Um, and it I would is. presume this is a fighting game. So we know that we're going to get drop announcements of characters, universes. Um, I, I, we predicted a bunch of stuff. There is a absolute chance that we missed everything. Oh, by the way, Warner, Brothers owns, Han- Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera, too. So that means okay. they own, which also means they own the GoBots. I just want to point, point out um whoa um because gobots is a hannah gobots the hannah barbera property it so, is like everything wild. is wild they own everything everything um everything so um also speaking of everything that does mean they own boondocks also i'm just gonna say this oh. if i love the boondocks like don't get me wrong that's really I, good social commentary and can they can they put they can't put a pimp named Slick back in there, can they? Because they, Cat Williams would work for free. But they could definitely get Granddad in there. I would make Yeah, Granddad. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would make Granddad. Because um, I love that man. Um, and he's so, great. So anyway, um, yeah, this is wild. Speaking of licenses, and I figured this was a great way. Oh, they do own the Matrix also. Oh, yeah, Neo is a guarantee. Neo oh, sure. and Neo and Trent. Neo and Morpheus and Trinity. Um, oh, my God. Like, this is what's so the, wild about this. The possibilities are endless. They're endless. This is Amanda being the being both hype woman and producer at the same time. She's like, Steve, it's we true. can do this until tomorrow. We so can literally do this say. until tomorrow morning. I'm close. We could, and it would be fun. But it we would both be. have other, sh- other stuff to do. So here's what we're going to say. I wanted to close off our licensing episode by talking about the ultimate licensing game right now, which is Multiverses. So everybody, um, we did it. We made it through a whole episode. I have no further licensed games to talk about. Um, Although, who knows? They'll probably announce more tomorrow. I will say this. Next week is a stream. The Mm -hmm. week after that is going to be our... uh, We're going to talk a lot about uh, the... uh, Because this is what's wild. We have a week off. Then we come back for another video game, board game podcast which is going to be take, recorded on the Tuesday before Summer Game Fest, the Xbox Game Showcase, etc. Then we're going to take a week off, maybe. Depends on how crazy it is. I might have to do a solo show. We'll figure something out. Um, and then when we'll we come live. back after that, we're going to recap all of the family gaming news from what has turned into a crazy 
week of stuff, and we don't even know when Nintendo is planting their flag yet. And they could announce a new thing at any time because they don't care. Um, so uh, stay tuned because we've got all sorts of big news, and I will be um, streaming as many of those shows as I can right here. So if you want to watch me with them, um, hang out with me because uh, I'm going to be right here. Um, so, Amanda, we did it. We did. One more episode of, of the books. Everybody, I want you guys to have a wonderful night. I will be back next week um, for on Monday for another World of Warcraft Monday. We're doing Mythic Keys, and we're getting a little crazy because I have figured out that I like tanking. Who knew? It's very weird. It's very weird. I, I like I don't it know a what lot. To, but I don't know what to do with this. I don't know. I, um, so you need to tell me that you don't think that I'm the kind of person that would be no, uh, no. Kind, of, kind of a control freak? No. Um, <laughs> that's a trap that's, that's a, trap. a trap that's a trap that's a trap it's like you're doing that you're doing the that's bait uh mean you're like literally doing the that's bait gif right there it's like that's bait right there um bait. i started liking tanking so we're gonna do uh, adventures in me that's tanking cute. with all my friends yeah <laughs> insert admiral akbar dot gif it's a trap um, I'll be back next Monday, and then on ne- on Tuesday, I will be, unless something else comes out, or I'm given a code or something crazy, I'll be playing more Iodin Chronicles Rising. Um, so Amazing. Everybody, I want you to have a wonderful night. We'll be back soon, and until next time, don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.